0: Jesus we love you. Jesus we honor you won't you come in Hi, we're gonna start this next session, part six, on the subject of time and eternity. A time that God has given us, allocated to us on, on earth here, in the context of eternity, and the seasons we go through within that time period. The time is a framework. And we go through all sorts of seasons, and I'm just trying to help us to interpret those seasons, live them, be like the sons of Issachar, able to understand the times and know what, what we should be doing in and through them. So there's a time to search. Uh, people around the world, everywhere, in the church and outside of the church, people are searching. They're searching for all sorts of things. They're searching for meaning to life. They're searching for riches. They're searching for fame. Uh, Some are just searching for success, for love, uh, for being understood. And while some of those things are good, most people are searching for the wrong things in the wrong places because ultimately at the beginning, and the only way we're ever going to find any of these other things that we're looking for that we think are going to give meaning to our lives, it all starts with us searching for Jesus. He's searching for us and we have got to turn around and say, Lord, here I am, I'm seeking you, I'm going to come after you and respond to you. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, talking about all the things that people want in life, he says, but seek first my kingdom, the kingdom of God, and my righteousness, his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Now, I'll just touch this for a moment and say that when he talks about my righteousness, I believe that that means not only being clothed in his righteousness, but him being Lord of our lives. But we'll come back to that in a little while. So let's have a look at some of the things that for us as Christians, once we've, we've found Christ and Christ has found us, we belong to him, he, he's ours. What then are the things that are important in our lives that we should be still seeking for for the rest of our lives? I believe there's a few things that I'd like to just highlight uh, one of them is to search the scriptures. The searches, uh, the scriptures, they give us everything we need. God has provided for us, as 1 Peter chapter, uh, I think it's 2 Peter chapter 1 tells us from verse 3. God's given us everything we need for life and for godliness in this this world through our knowledge of Jesus. So we need to search the scriptures. First of all, search the scriptures for for truth. Because it's only truth that sets us free. It's truth that enables us to live like God wants us to live. Any areas of deception, even as Christians, when we, we disregard the truth of the Word of God, any verses, any truth, anything God's trying to say to us, when we, do, when we disregard that, we're in trouble. It's the slippery path downward. So we need to keep searching for truth not only the present truth that we know now, but ongoingly truth. And all truth is found in Jesus in in and through his word. We need to search scriptures for knowledge, for understanding. We need to search the scriptures for wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally and abrades not. We need to search the scriptures for revelation from the Spirit of God, to search the scriptures for his promises, promises to keep us in the times of trials, tribulations, promises to stand on even in the good times we need to search the scriptures for his purposes God's purposes for our lives, what he's doing in the earth today all around he's to search the scriptures for his plans he says I have good plans for you and his plans are in the scriptures for us and he, we need to search the scripture for, for answers when we're going through rough times tough times when we are perplexed we need to search the scriptures for direction we need and guidance uh, until we could go on. There's so much that the Scriptures have for us. So always keep the Bible, God's Word, as a right in the forefront of your life, alongside Jesus. <clears throat> we need also to search, just moving from the Scriptures now, but some of the things the Scriptures tells us, we need to search for the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And you and I, we need to be asking God for opportunities on a daily basis. God, will you just bring me across people who need today to find Christ, who will respond to you? Will you create opportunities? I want to go into the world, not just to go about my business every day. I want to go into the world looking for the lost. This is my primary purpose, being here to glorify you, to find people and bring them to Christ. Make that the prayer of your heart, the ambition of your heart. remembering that Jesus died for everyone. Every person you walk past today that you see, even on the television, when you're out driving, whatever it is, every person you see, Jesus Christ died for. It's not the will of the Father that one should perish, but that every single person, all, should come to repentance. God will have all men to be saved. The Scriptures tell us that. We also need to search the Scriptures for God Himself. As Jeremiah 29, I think it's verse 13, says, If you seek for me, And you'll find me if you seek or search for me with all your heart. So we need to search for God Himself. Apart from Jesus being our Lord and Savior, for God Himself, He's for His presence. We search for Him in prayer. We want to find Him in the circumstances of our lives. We search for Him for His presence, for His strength, for His wisdom, for His insight, for His delivering and sustaining power. Uh, Read Proverbs chapter 2, verses from verse uh, 1. But down through to verse 6, and then also Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Remember, Jesus said, <clears throat> Seek and you shall find, knock on the door, uh, uh, and the door shall be open. ask and you shall receive, etc. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Seek him for his protection. All these things are things that we need to be searching God for. And then we need also to open ourselves to this, in a sense, to be searching to be used in the gifts of the Spirit, open ourselves up to the gifts of the Spirit As we make ourselves available as we counsel when we preach, when we're sharing our faith, whatever it is that we open to the gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge to be dropped into our hearts, words of wisdom, the discerning of spirits, uh, gifts of prophecy, all these things that we open ourselves and keep ourselves open to. Remember in 1 Corinthians 14, and the first verse, he says, Paul says is under the inspiration of the Spirit of God and greatly desire spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, greatly desire them, go after them, especially the gift of prophecy. So those are some of the things that we need to be searching for. But just quickly to move on to some of the things that we need to maybe as Christians give up. Well, firstly, if we're not a Christian, give up all the other pursuits, that are leading us down the wrong path, uh, idols and anything that's getting in the way of you finding Jesus. If you listen, you listen. You're not truly assured of your that you're born again. Give up everything else and just press into Jesus. But as Christians, give up everything and anything that would hinder you us from serving God with all our hearts. Every relationship, every distraction. Um, every idol, Christians have got idols. Some of the idols are people, wealth, a, a, a big mansion, cars, all the things that are, can place that that are in get in the way of you serving God with all your heart. God will provide for us all these things, but when we make those things the pursuit of our hearts, we. We're in trouble. So give up everything you know today, every distraction, every goal, every aim, every ambition, every luxury, every area of entertainment, uh, leisurely pursuit, whatever we're wasting our time on, spend most of our time and energy on that is not see uh, building you up and putting God first in your life. Give them all up. As I said earlier on, seek first the kingdom of God. Put him first. Seek his lordship in and over every area of your life and give up anything that displaces his lordship. Stop for a moment and ask yourself truthfully, even fame, even what looks like success in the ministry, to have a big church, to have a big home. Just give them all up. Say, Lord, I put those things aside and I'm seeking after you and I want your approval. I want to to serve you. And I want to give up everything else that is getting in the way. And then you'll see how God will add all those things that you need. Even give up seeking prosperity. The admiration, the acclamation and the approval of others. I wish I could speak more about that. I hope none of this is heavy for you. Just we're trying to see God in everything, bringing us into freedom and making us more and more fruitful. And then it goes on in verse 6, it says, it's also a time to keep and a time to throw away. Now, this is very closely linked with what we've just been reading. And I just noted a few things here uh, that, that I think are important areas that would, of our lives that this would cover. Um, among the, <clears throat> all, all the things that that would mean, here's a few that I feel I just need to highlight a time to keep, keep all of God's commandments. All of his commandments. Jesus said in John 14, 15 and verse 21 as well, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So in keeping his commandments, you're seeking to keep his approval and throw away anything else. Keep the faith. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, Paul says this, I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. We're not being diverted here and there by all these other winds of doctrine that, that just flow through the church. All the, keep the faith, the, the Bible faith, what, the, what is really the essentials of the gospel. Please keep Christ, moving on quickly, keep Christ at the center and as the goal of your life at every level. And then Jude, chapter two, Jude 21 tells us, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep yourself in the love of God. Whatever that means for you, keep yourself there. Um, other things that we keep and, 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 and some of the things we have to throw away. Throw away, or, or let me put it this way rather, ask God to help you to handle possessions, material possessions, uh, personal possessions well. 1 Timothy 6 verse 7 says, we brought nothing into this world And we can take nothing with us. So in the context of eternity, in this time period that God's given us, become a giver and and remain a giver and not just a getter. Be generous. Even with your time, with your talents, with your treasures and your tragedies and your trophies. Keep them in the right place. And give up anything, throw away, cast aside everything that's unfruitful, every practice, every ambition. Uh, just live with eternity in mind. There are times that we should keep, uh, and times we shouldn't give away. You know, God actually says, if you look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. I'm sorry, I'm slightly digressing for a moment, but it's all in this context anyway. 1 Thessalonians 4:11. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 and 12, it really is saying to us, if we're not willing to work, then we shouldn't be given. We shouldn't be, we as Christians shouldn't be giving to those who will not work. So, anyway, just live with eternity in mind, remembering everything we have, God has given to us, it's from Him, and we're just we are only stewards. So live open-handedly. Uh, to live, to give, and to let God be God in your life. And then quickly just moving on as I look at the clock again, it goes on in verse 7 to say, there's a time to tear and there's a time to mend. In Bible times, when you this would have referred to tearing and mending garments, um, clothing. Uh, it refer, And then it refers also to... When you receive bad news, so often you will see that people tore their garments. Let me just move on quickly. I'm, I'm, out of just grief, and and so when, but when the tragedies are over, or the things that cause you to tear your garments, in other words, tearing you apart, uh, there's a time to, to to mend that garment again, put it back together. So. Let me move on. There's a time to break or tear away some of the relationships that are bad for us. And there's a time to mend them. I'm just going to give you some scriptures and move on. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 7. I'll repeat those for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 9. This is breaking some relationships. And then mending others. 1 Corinthians 5 9, 2 Corinthians 6 14, Ephesians 4 5 17. And for mending other uh, mending some of the broken relationships, have a look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Matthew 6, 15, and Colossians 3:13. Now, some of these things are saying that we cannot have relationships with people that are not saved in the in the intimacy of marriage. I don't I believe we should not be uh, in partnership. In a business deal with people that are not uh, out and out Christians, all out for God. Uh, it's, it's, it's referring to from the heart forgiving. If you come to the altar and you remember there's something between you and another, go and get reconciled to those people before you, you move on. So there's just these things that are so important for our lives. Now, I'm just asking you now, while you've got time, Why don't you just stop maybe this message right now and ask God, God, is there anything in my life that I need to tear out? Or is there anything in my life that I need to mend? Is there anything in my life that, as we were looking at earlier on, that I need to keep? And are there any things that I need to throw away? Those two verses. And I'm going to pray for you now that God will give you revelation and that you will have the grace because it's God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, that you will have the grace to do what God says, that it'll change your life, the life of your family, the life of the church you in, the fruitfulness, it'll just bring fruitfulness and effectiveness in your life and in your church and whatever you put your hand to. And so, Father, I do just take this opportunity and this privilege of coming before you with whoever's listening to this message, including me, my family, my family, Uh, Bring us to you and I ask you, please, just help us to see. Will you just help us to obey your word and to just get rid of everything that is a hindrance in any way. To mend relationships that are broken and to break relationships that need to be broken. But help us always to be those who through our lives and through our lips, whatever we say and wherever we go and whatever we do, help us to be those who find not only Christ, but Christ in the believers, but also find unbelievers for Christ. So I commit your people to you, your church to you. And we together just agree and say, Jesus, build a church, your church, the church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. That's what we want to see. And we want to see so many people, one for you, because we're doing what your word says in response, simply by faith and letting you do it through us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you.